This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. Listen, will you grab John chapter 20? John chapter 20. John chapter 20. Will you grab that? Because we've stood, I will not ask you to stand for this. um, John chapter 20. Y'all, today is a day historically where we celebrate um, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. It is the day where churches all over this country um, are pausing just to thank God for Jesus and for what Jesus has done. Um, For many years, I wondered about the significance of this day and what this day really meant uh, to us. And so today I'm going to do my best um, within the next maybe 20 minutes just to share um, um, a point that I believe God wants us to pull from this particular This particular text, John chapter 20, this is John's account. John was the disciple that um, Jesus loved or he was referred to as the one that Jesus loved. And and this right here, this is the resurrection account. This is um, the last portion of them making it to the tomb. John chapter 20, verse number one says, now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, they've taken away the Lord out of the tomb. We do not know where they've laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple And were going to the tomb. So they both ran together. And the other disciple outran Peter. And came to the tomb first. And he stooping down looking in. Saw the linen cloth lying there. Yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him. And went into the tomb. And he saw the linen cloth lying there and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also and he saw and believed. Father, thank you for your word. We pray now for clarity, authority, and God, send your word, Lord God, like only you can. Do with this teaching moment, God. Uh, Bless it and anoint it. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Looking, paying special attention to verse number 5, 6, and 7. It says, and when he, stooping down, looking in, looking in, looking in, looking in, he was looking in, saw the linen cloths lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him, and Simon Peter went in. One was looking in, but the other went in. 
One was looking in and the other went in. Will you help me pin this thought by touching a neighbor and tell them, just tell them these three words. Tell them, I'm going in. Just touch and tell them, I'm, I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm, I'm going in. I'm, I'm going. I'm going in. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going in. I'm going in. Hallelujah. I'm going in. I, listen, I can sit down right now, really. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm going in. I'm going in. Glory to God. I'm going in. The, the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is probably one of the most talked about occurrences in all Christendom. Um, the resurrection is the, uh, is the pivotal point in our lives or in our belief system because uh, if the resurrection had not happened, if it did not happen, then our faith would be in vain. Jesus uh, taught oftentimes in his teaching when he was talking to his disciples, he often told them uh, that, that I'm going to die. I have to die. But, but, but the good news is that, that when I die, I'm going to live again. He tells them, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live again. In other words, he says, he, he tells the Pharisees, he says, he says, if you destroy this temple, he says, in three days, I will rise it up again. Uh, now, they thought that he was talking about the, the physical temple, the temple in the wilderness, not knowing that he was talking about his own body. Now, now as, as we look at as we look at the text, there's a there's a couple of points that I need to make. And I wish I had the opportunity to exasperate the text. But with the limited time that I have, I'm only going to have to give you a few points. And I pray that you take these few points and you take them to heart. Um, um, now, Jesus had been on the cross and uh, he was crucified. And we all know that he died there on the cross. And uh, let's be clear. He said that that no man takes my life. He says, but I laid my life down as a ransom for many. Watch this. He said, watch this. He, listen to this. Listen, listen to, to, to how he talks about laying down his life. He said, if I lay it down, that means that I can come back and pick it up again. If I lay this towel down because I laid it down, I now have the power to come back and pick this same towel up again. Now, wait a minute. That makes no sense. We, we understand that as we're talking about the towel. But how does a man lay down his life? How does a man's spirit separate from his body? Because it is the separation from the spirit and the body that we define as death. How can a spirit leave a body? Uh, you lay your life down and then you come back and pick your life back up again. It made no sense. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. But, but, but check this out. Here's the cool thing. Jesus, Jesus, because he wants us to believe in the resurrection, he allowed some things to happen to try to get us in the mold to help us understand a little bit more about the resurrection. Do you remember? Do you remember when Jairus came to him? Jairus came to Jesus and said, listen, I need you to come and heal my daughter because she is grievously ill. She's at the point of death. As they were walking to Jairus' house, Jairus' servants meet him along the road and they're there and they're shaking their heads. And they're looking at Jairus and they're looking at him and they're saying, man, we've got some bad news. Uh, your daughter is dead. Jesus said, Jesus looks at Jairus and said, listen, Jairus, don't you worry. 
because I'm going to use her death to encourage some folk. And so what I'm going to do, Jairus, listen, all I need you to do is believe. Jesus goes to Jairus' house. He grabs the little girl by the arm and he says, Talitha Kumi, and he says, Arise, daughter, and he gives life back to the little girl. Wait a minute. The girl was dead. Jesus goes then and gives life back to the little girl. Do remember when Jesus was in the city called Nain. Jesus is in the city called Nain. He's walking by and he sees a funeral procession. There were some men carrying a casket on their arms and the mother was grieving. She was crying because her only son had died. Jesus walks over, stops the funeral procession. I wish I had some Bible readers in here. Stops the funeral procession. And he said, he, he, uh, his heart was breaking for the woman. Jesus goes over, lays hands on the casket. And commands the little boy to wake up and to come out of that dead sleep. The boy rises up in the coffin and starts talking. And Jesus gives him back to his parents. Jesus is letting us see something. He's trying to get us to see a picture. There's a picture that he's trying to see. As a matter of fact, he even goes further than that. You do remember when uh, they came to Jesus and and they said, Jesus, if you'd only been here. uh, uh, My brother. My brother wouldn't have died. Y'all do remember that, don't you? Jesus trying to teach us something. He's trying to show you. So so what he does is he, he, he didn't go on the day he found out that he was sick. Jesus waited about four days later. He goes forth. The man had been dead, and he's been dead for four days. When Jesus shows up, they said, Jesus, the man stinketh right now. Jesus said, y'all don't understand. I'm trying to get you to see something. I'm trying to get you to see that, that, you know, they said, we'll see him again in the resurrection. (laughs) Jesus said, no, y'all don't understand. I'm coming to tell you. Baby, that's what y'all looking for. I am he. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He said, he who believeth in me, though he's dead, shall he live because he believes in me because I am the resurrection. Jesus looks at the tomb and he calls Lazarus, Lazarus. Lazarus, but you see, because he has power over death, if he had just said, come forth, everything in the grave would have woke up. So he had to call Lazarus by name. Lazarus. Lazarus, come. For God is calling you in this room today. Some of you have been wrapped up in grave clothes too long. You've been buried for too long. You've been in the tomb for too long. And God is calling you by name. And God is telling you it's time to come forth. Time to come for. You've been down too long. You've been going through too long. God is calling you by your name. When you wake up in the middle of the night, that's God calling you by your name. When you're driving down the highway and God starts menacing to you, that's him calling you by name. When you show up at church on purpose and the pastor love is pointing at you, telling you that it's time for you to come forth, that's God speaking to you. God's trying to, he's trying to teach you something. He's trying to, if you're looking, yeah, I, I see it. I see it. I see it in the text. I, 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 I spy with my little eye. 
Jesus trying to teach us something. He's showing us that he has the power over death. Because no man can lay his own life down and pick it back up again. Save Jesus. Mary Magdalene watched him. Mary Magdalene saw him on the cross. She was there when they crucified our Savior. She was right there watching them press the thorns in his brow. She was right there watching them when they slapped him in the face and said, you know, tell us who it was. She was right there when they put the when they put the nails in his hands and they put the nails in his She was right there when they pierced him in the side. She was right there. And they put him in the tomb. And here's what they said to the guards. They said, make sure he don't get out. Make sure he don't get out because because in other words, uh, if the disciples learn that he got out, they'll go crazy. If, if, if they realize that what he's saying is true, uh, they'll go crazy. Watch this, watch this. Mary Magdalene. Now, uh, the Bible says that, that, that uh, the tomb where Jesus was, and it was a borrowed tomb, as a matter of fact. The Bible says that, that, that she goes to the tomb. Watch this. She sought him in the dark. She sought him while it was dark. Well, what am I saying to you? Well, what is Mary Magdalene teaching us, teaching to you and teaching to me? Is that when it's dark in your life, that's a good time to seek him. When you're going through some things in your life, that's a good time to go after him. It's a good time to find him. Don't wait until all things are going well in your life, but learn how to seek him in the dark. It was in the dark that she went looking for him. She didn't look for Hennessy. She didn't look for Tennessee whiskey. Y'all might as well talk to me. She didn't look for Syrah. Come on, come on. Y'all might as well talk to me. Uh, no, 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 no. She, she went to find Jesus. She, she, wasn't, she wasn't trying to find those little crooked cigarettes. Y'all know the one that smelled funny. She wasn't trying to find them. She said, I'm going to find Jesus when it's dark. Not trying to find a boo thing. Not trying to find a one hitter quitter. I'm not trying to find a one night stand. I'm not, I'm not trying. She said, I'm, I'm going to try and find Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm going to find Jesus. Here's the question. Ask your neighbor, who do you look for in the dark? Come on, y'all. Ain't, come on. Now, you've been, now that, y'all, no, don't say I'm sorry. Don't, maybe that was, don't talk. That's the wrong neighbor you were talking to. I, I, I don't know what you look for in the dark, but I know what Mary Magdalene was looking for. Jesus in the dark. Why do you look for Jesus in the dark? Because the light shines brightest. Y'all better help me preach. I need some preachers in here. Y'all better help me preach. Because light shines brightest. When things are darkest. She goes to the tomb. And when she, when she gets to the tomb, she, she realizes that, 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 there's, that, that there's something has happened. Uh, she gets there and she realizes uh, that the stone had been rolled away. She, she looks and she sees that the stone is missing. She looks in the tomb and she does not see the body of her Savior. She doesn't see the body of Jesus Christ. And, and thinking that, that maybe someone had stolen the body, thinking that someone had stolen Jesus, she goes back and she finds Peter and John and she says, she says someone has taken my Savior. Someone has taken Jesus. And then, so those two take out running. And, and as they were running, John outruns Peter. 
John outruns him. Watch this. John outruns him. John gets to the tomb first. He gets there to the tomb and he's there at the tomb. And instead of going in, he stops. And he's just looking. He's just looking in. He's just looking. Some of y'all like that. You in here, but you just looking. We appreciate you. We need you because you're good for publicity. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we need you. We need you. We, we're glad you're here. Touch your neighbor and say, we, we're glad you're here anyway. We're glad you're here anyway. Yeah, yeah, we're glad you're here. Don't go anywhere. Don't move right now because they're going to know it's you. Please don't move right now. Just stay. Yeah, just keep smiling. Stay right there. We, we know you're here. You made it here early. Early. But you're here. <laughs> you just look. You here just to look in. You saw all that stuff on Facebook. Let me go. John gets to the tomb and he stops and he's just looking. But the one that came after him, the one that came last, he didn't stop at the door. Peter didn't stop at the door. Peter said what most of you need to say this morning. Peter said, I'm going in. I'm not stopping at the door. I'm not just going to peep in the church. I'm not, I'm not just going to show up and just, just be a visitor, a full-time visitor. I'm not just going to peep in. I'm going to somebody say it's time to go in. It's time. It's time. It's time. Yeah, you've been playing. Yeah, you've been playing. I know big mama going to get mad. Uh oh. She must be in here. But it's time. It's time to go in. It's, it's, it's time to go in. I, listen, 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 listen. When I was a little boy, we used to play outside, and, and uh, when the street lights. Somebody know what I'm talking about. When the street lights were coming on, we knew that it was time. It was time to go in. Because the street light let us know that there was a darkness that was falling. I need to tell you that there's a darkness that's falling over this world. There's a darkness that's falling over our nation. And it's time for the people of God to come on in. Come on into the shelter. Come on in and get under his feathers and under his wings. Come on into his protection. Come on in where, where there's safety under his arms. It's time. You've been standing on the outside too long. You've been a part-time Christian too long. You've been backsliding too long. You've been living in sin too long. You've been living in degradation too long. You've been fooling yourself too long. Now it's time to go on in. 
It's time to go in. So, so she go. He goes in. Watch this. He goes in. Peter rushes in, and he he's he, he's looking. He's looking at the tomb, and he goes in, and he notices something. Mary Magdalene told him that somebody had stolen Jesus. So he he rushed there, but when he walked, when he went in, he saw something different. When he went in, he saw the grave clothes. He saw the grave clothes. Now wait a minute. He goes in and Peter is examining the tomb and he's he's looking around and Peter is trying to figure, he's trying to figure this thing out. He says, wait a minute, wait a minute. Typically, when a thief steals, a thief doesn't steal the body. The thief steals the linen. The body was gone, but the linen was there. You would have thought that a thief, if he's going to steal to try to come up, Ask your neighbor, have you ever tried to sell a dead body? I hope nobody said yes. (laughs) I need y'all to come on in for real. He says, wait a minute, The, the, the linen cloth. It's the the linen. Peter is examining it. Peter said, wait a minute, the linen is still there. And so Peter says, wait a minute. Could it be that Jesus took off his grave clothes? Wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. When Jesus called Lazarus, Lazarus came out. He came out. With his grave clothes on. But Jesus. Jesus had to tell the grave clothes. Loose him. And let him go. The only time that you leave some clothes is when you have determined in your mind that you don't need them anymore. Jesus leaves his grave clothes. 
Peter says, wait a minute. Could it be that he left his grave clothes because he's not going to need any grave clothes any longer? Could it be that he's signifying to us that he has power over the grave? Not only, not only there's, a, there's, a, there's an old woman. The Bible says that the handkerchief that was around his head <laughs> it was folded and neatly in its place what thief ask your neighbor have you ever had a thief to fold your clothes for you Napkin is folded. There's an old story that I heard about people who go to eat fancy dinners. People that go eat those real fancy dinners. If they have to get up from the table and they're planning on coming back, they don't just ball the napkin up. As a sign to the waiter or the waitress that they're returning, that they're coming back. What they do is they take the napkin and they fold the napkin. So when the server walks by the table, the server realizes that they just stepped away for a moment, but they're coming back again. Could it be that when Peter saw the napkin folded in his place, that he received it as a sign from Jesus to say, listen, I've gone away, but don't worry. I'm coming back to receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be. The Bible says that when he when he saw scripture says he believed. Now the question becomes now, what did what did he what did he believe? I need a, I need a, I need a young man. I need a young man. C- come here, Kendra. Come here. Now, I, what did what did he believe? Come here, Jane. What did he said the Bible says he looked in. He went in. He saw everything that was happening. Come here, Jane. And he believed. Y'all, this is, this is my twin. He looked in. Watch this. He believed. The question for you and for, for me is what did he believe? He believed, but what did he believe? Jesus had been talking about this whole resurrection thing. He'd been talking uh, about him living even after he died. He was talking about uh, uh, that the grave couldn't hold him. 
that was a time, that was a time. This is, this is, this is death. Y'all come over here a little bit, a little bit closer. This is, this is death. This is life. Now, let me, let me illustrate to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he dead for real. Yeah. Good help, hard to find, y'all. I had to just take what I can get, y'all. We on a, we balling on the budget. <laughs> Watch this. There was a time when people died. Lay down. I know. I know you clean, but just lay down. The, the carpet clean. Yeah. Yeah. Lay, lay down. Like. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That was a time. I said, you're death, not drunk. I didn't say, you're not. <laughs> Lord Jesus. He get confused sometimes, y'all. <laughs> he get confused. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to hold him. Hold him down. Hold him down. That was, yeah, don't, don't, don't hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> Our insurance ain't kicked in yet. Don't, yeah, don't. <laughs> there was a time when people would die that death would hold them in the grave. They couldn't go anywhere because death had power over them. The grave had power over them. But now, Jesus is showing something different. For, for hundreds and hundreds, for thousands of years, death and the grave had power over us when we died. But Jesus said, those who believe in me, though you died, yet shall you live. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. He says, Oh death, where is your sting? And oh grave, where is your victory? Now that he believes in Jesus, now because Jesus got up, now he has the same authority and power to get up, raise up. Now the death now, now you acting right finally. Will y'all give God some praise? Give God some praise. God bless y'all. 
y'all mess up my whole little illustration? <laughs> I'm going to have to pay some folk next time. Stop using these free people. <laughs> and I'm closing. I'm closing. I'll, I'll, all I'm telling you is this. All I'm telling you is this. Is that when you die in Christ, the grave no longer can hold you. That's, that's all I'm telling you. When, when you die and you're in the Lord, the grave is not the final place. Isn't that beautiful to know? See, see, now, see now we can rest well knowing that the grave is not where it ends. The grave is not where it ends. There will be life after death. You know what? I, I, I no longer, I used to wonder where we go when we die. I don't wonder anymore because of, because of the tomb. Because now I'm in Christ. And because, because he was risen. The Bible says Jesus is the first fruit of those who shall be raised. Because Jesus got up. He no longer needed his grave clothes. Guess what? I won't either. The Bible says that, that this corruptible will put on incorruption. Hallelujah. And so you know what that means? That means that, that although I may die in this body, my spirit is going to live forever. My spirit's going to live forever with Jesus. Glory to God. So, so what am I saying to you? What am I saying to you? I, I just took those few minutes. All I'm telling you, it's time to go in. That, that's, all, that's, all, that's all I'm telling you. It's time to go in. Listen, for those of you who are kind of standing on the outskirts of Christianity and, and you haven't made a full decision for Christ, it, it's time to go in. It's time. It's getting, Grandmama used to say, she used to say this word. She used to say, it's getting late in the evening. I, I never fully understood what that meant. You know, them old people, they, had, they just had a way of saying things. She said, baby, it's getting late in the evening. She said, you need to come on home. That's what Jesus is saying to you. If you're in here, listen, and you don't know Jesus, if you're in here and, and you are like, like John, you're kind of, you want to be a Christian and you want to go to church and, but right now you're just kind of standing on the outside and you're just kind of looking in. You're just kind of peeping, peeping in, trying to see what all this church stuff is about. You're just, you're just kind of, you're just kind of looking and, and you're really not sure about, about what to do and, and where to go. Listen, all I can tell you is that there does come a time when you just have to make a leap of faith. You're not going to fully understand it all. And it's, sometimes it's just not going to always make sense, but you just have to come on in. Here's the beautiful part. I didn't tell you about the story. The beautiful part is this. That after Peter went into the tomb, John saw Peter run in. John decided, I'm not going to stay out here. John went into the tomb as well. Sometimes all it takes is one to go in. To cause everybody connected to you. To follow you in. Listen, I, I wouldn't leave here today. I wouldn't leave here today without making Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. Because if you die, death is going to hold you. And when the resurrection happens or when the, the rapture happens, you're not going. But you're going to be held by death in the grave. You're going to be held by torment. And you're not going to make it. See, when the rapture happens, glory to God, the Bible says that the dead in Christ shall arise first.
and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet him in the air. Beautiful time. You know what you know what that really signifies? It signifies that the grave no longer has power. No longer has power over you. Will you bow your head and let me pray for you, Father? I thank you for every and every one that's in this room. Thank you, Lord God, for this wonderful opportunity that you've given us to be your children. Lord, you said that you stand at the door and you knock. And you said, God, if we will...